We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. I really enjoyed uh, opening up the series last week in the first talk and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing these few thoughts with you. As we get battle ready, picture this. You're standing alongside Moses at the edge of the Red Sea. You've basically just stolen a million plus slaves from the Egyptian economy. Their economy is going to grind to a halt, a standstill, collapse. They're not happy. So they've decided to come after you. They're not playing games. And they're gonna come at you hard with all the might of a well-equipped Egyptian army. But you're trapped. You can't go forward, there's a sea. You can't go to your left or right, there's mountain ranges and desert. You certainly can't go back, there's an enemy. What does a battle-ready person do? What do you do in those kind of circumstances where you're hemmed in by a sea and an army? You know, there's plenty of those kind of circumstances in our life where we might feel that way. Where the financial crunch is coming. There's a health issue that's looming. There's a relational challenge that's hanging. There's a job issue that's brewing. There's a family concern that's developing. How does a battle-ready person face those non-negotiable circumstances? How does a battle-ready person navigate those events and seasons and moments where there just doesn't seem like there's an obvious way out? Well, let's go back to the story of Moses in Exodus 14. He's at the edge of the sea. The Egyptian army's on their tail. Mountains, desert, sea, army. Now, if the Israelites laid down their arms and they surrendered, the Egyptian army might, might take back the majority of them to Egypt. I mean, they could do with their slaves back, right? A million odd slaves would kick the economy back in to the positive rather than negative. Uh, They could do that. But Moses and his generals and his co-leaders, no hope. No hope. But every day, Joe, Jim and Mary, they've got a good chance of surviving. They could go back to Egypt and resume where they left off. The Egyptians would probably ramp it up, make it more difficult make it even harder than it was before, but at least they're alive, right? Moses can't help him, but they might survive even though they're slaves. It's an option. It's an option. But we know clearly from Scripture leading up to this point that it's not God's option. Because God had promised that He was gonna lead them into a land that was their own. He purposely brought them out of Egypt to take them to a place that was theirs. So yeah, surrendering was an option, but it wasn't the right option. It was just an option. 
Here is the challenge for Israel in that moment that I think is the same challenge for us. When we face those predicaments where we don't know the way through, bottom line, we get scared. Fear comes when we have a lack of control. We only fear that which we can't control. I only learnt this recently. If you know this, uh, I apologise, but I've, I've never known this before. Human brain has three sections. Thinking brain, emotional brain, and survival brain. If you're a doctor, I'm sure there's lots of more technicalities to that, but that's the AB version. Feel, uh, th thinking, feeling, surviving. When it comes to a perceived danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger, Will Robinson, our brain straight away goes to which one? Feeling. Ooh, I'm scared. That's where we go when we perceive danger. We fear. And in our brain, there's all these neuro pathways. They're like highways. And those highways are etched into our brain over time as a response of how we're going to do something. And the more time we respond the same way, the heavier and heavier and heavier the traffic on that highway goes to finally it just becomes second nature. Danger, feelings, response, highway, bang, I've been there before. The problem is sometimes our neurological pathways that we create in our brain don't enter through the thinking brain. Danger, feeling, survival brain. Now that's me if you take me on a boat five kilometres offshore and ask me to jump out and have a swim. Danger, feeling, get stuffed, stay in the boat. <laughs> there is no chance, no chance, I'm hyperventilating now as we talk, that I would get out of the boat and swim around in the ocean seven kilometres offshore because my feeling part of the brain says there's a lot of things under that boat that I can't control. At least I can control what's in the boat to the best of my ability, but I can't control what's under the boat, so I'm going to stay where it's safe. But when your brain's set up neurologically on the right pathways, it'll go danger, feeling, thinking, and then we'll come up with a course of action. Feeling, thinking, course of action. Reflect on a season or a circumstance in the last few years where you couldn't see the way through. You didn't know what God was going to do. It seemed like you were hemmed in with an, a sea and an army and mountains and desert. You couldn't figure it out. And you're trying to think, how do I get through? And so what you do is danger, feeling, Control. Danger, feeling, control. You weren't in charge when you got those health results back. But oh, you want to control them. You weren't in charge when the stock market hit your superannuation and you lost 
fear, control. You weren't in charge when they said they don't love you anymore. Fear, control. You weren't in charge when you got those results at university. You weren't in charge. You weren't in charge. Each of us have different circumstances in life where we weren't in charge and our instant neurological pathway was emotion control. If I can just control that, I can get back to where I wanted to be. But it's interesting for Moses speaking by faith the words of God, standing by that Red Sea with a million plus Israelites who are obviously feeling danger, 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 emotion, fear. What are we going to do? Is it going to be control? Instead, Moses speaks these words out to his people. Do not be afraid, stand firm. Now, out of fear, we take control of those reins, don't we? We get busy manipulating and trying and scheming. When our back is against the wall, we want to do something. But instead, Moses says, you've seen this countless times before and God's spoken these words to you countless times before. Don't be afraid. Don't engage the emotional brain and stay there. Because if you stay in the emotional brain, it'll lead to wanting to control. Don't stay in the emotional brain. Instead, feel the emotion, go to thinking and engage what you know to be true about God. The only way you're not fearful when there's an Egyptian army coming your way is if you engage your thinking brain that reminds you of who God is and what He's done. If you were able to stop there and think with Moses and the people of Israel about who God is and what He's done while this army is coming your way, what would you think about that engages the thinking brain out of the emotion brain? He loves me? Tick. We've been here before and he's gotten us through. Tick. He's more powerful than the Egyptian army. Tick. He knows what's going behind the scenes that I have no idea of. Tick. He knows what the enemy's up to and I don't. He can see ways through that I have no possible way of seeing. Tick. Even if he doesn't get me through, he still loves me. Tick. My identity is not dependent on these circumstances. He's all over this. Tick. And then Moses says, stand firm. 
Put your head down. Put your heels in. Get your grip. And stand firm. You can only stand firm if you're rooted in the truth. You can't stand firm if you're eddying in the emotional brain. You've got to stand firm in the thinking brain about what you know to be true. And here's, here's the application. When you and I stand firm in surrender of that which we can't control, that's when the peace comes. It's actually counterintuitive. We think the peace comes if we can control, if we can make it happen, if we can put it back to where it was, if we can make things better, that's where the peace is. It's not where the peace is. The peace is actually the laying down of control to the one who actually controls, putting our heels in and going, that's the truth, that's what I know to be true, I'm digging in. Then the peace comes. The thing is about that kind of thing, the neurological pathway is not developed when you do it once. If you took me out seven k's to the to this middle of the sea in that boat and said, all right, AB, jump in, you would see me kind of clambering over and holding on and then just lowering myself in, letting my legs dangle for a bit and then coming back up, day one. Okay, didn't die. Jaws did not come up. My legs are still intact. If you took me out the next day, I'd probably do that again. Took me out three or four days, you'd probably just get me jumping in, swimming around to the back of the boat and getting out really quickly. Day eight and nine, you might see me jump in, maybe dive in with some goggles so I can see, have a little swim back in. I reckon if you did that with me every day for a month, I would at the end jump in and not even worry. Because I've retrained my neurological pathway to go from danger, emotion, thinking, acting. We, when it comes to those moments where we don't know what's happening and what God's doing and fear wants to rise, we actually have to retrain our brains to go, Fear, emotion, think, who God is, response, dig in. But gee, that's so counterintuitive when for so long, when we feel fear, we wanna control. Or when we feel fear, we just stay in it. We just turn around like a washing machine in fear. But it's interesting, Philippians chapter four says this, do not be anxious about anything. And then it goes on to say with prayer and petition, bring, surrender all that stuff to God. Bring it, surrender it to God. And then what does it say? Then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. When you surrender control of that which you can't control to the one who can control it and you dig on that truth and you just, no matter what headwind comes, that's when the peace comes that transcends all understanding. 
Whatever it is today that you desperately want to control, peace isn't found there. You will not find peace trying to control it. You will find peace when you surrender it and stand firm in it. A challenge the people of Israel have with Moses' command to do not fear and stand firm is the typical one that you and I might ask. So how long? How long do I have to stand firm? How long do I have to stay in this position? Is it a day? Is it a week? Is it until the Egyptian army is at point A? Or is it point B? Or is it point C? When can I make a move? When can I take back control if you don't have it? When does the standing firm finish? I love the end part of Exodus 14, 14. It says this. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. The Lord will fight for you. You need only hold your position. When you're standing firm in the midst of a gale or a chaotic season, it is tough. I mean, let's not mince words. Some of those things that I mentioned before that might be our chaotic seasons, it is tough when you're trying to stand firm in who you know God to be and what He has done and He doesn't give you a timeline of how long you have to stand firm for. The tech team in a moment is going to turn the lights down and they're going to play a hurricane. Just MP3, nothing on the screen, just a hurricane. Online, you might want to turn up your devices or your TV, close your eyes. Going to play a hurricane. I just want you to imagine yourself in one of those chaotic seasons. One of those ones you can't control, but you're hunkering down, desperate for it to stop. Okay, you're ready. If you're scared of the dark, this might be your option to... No judgment, no judgment. All right, lights down. That's a hurricane. Thanks, Phil. Lights up. Thanks, Phil. Lights up. Hurricane. Hunkering in. Wind coming around you. It's full on. The place is shaking. That is sometimes what it feels like when you're in the midst of the seasons that are tough. The Hebrew word for still is silence, not a word. Hold your tongue. It's the same word that's used as though someone scratched your car or an engraving. Once it's there, it doesn't come out. That's the old idea of Moses communicating to the people of Israel. The Lord is fighting for you. You need only hold your ground. 
Don't move. Don't shift. Just stay. Now I'm going to play the same track, just the track. And this time I want you to take those words with you into the scene. The Lord will fight for you. You need only wait. The Lord will fight for you. You need only wait. It's going to go a little bit longer. The Lord will fight for you. You need only wait. You ready online? Lights down. Play it to the end, please, Phil. some point it stops at some point lights up please Dave at some point the fight is over you don't know when it feels like it goes on forever but it's his battle and not yours he just asks you to wait Engage what you know to be true and wait. Let go of control because it's not yours to control and wait. Remember who God is and what you know about Him and what He's done in the past and wait. Head down with the wind buffeting and wait. Listen to it one more time. One more time with the lights up as Anna sings this over us. Thanks, Phil. Can you play that track, please, Phil, the hurricane?
over you this morning because God's calling you to lean into something right now I'm just going to ask you to stand and Anna prophetically is going to sing it over you but this is how you're going to fight your battle head down into the headwind and wait if that's you Stand. This is how I fight my battles. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my sitting who would have liked us to it. That you in our weakness would give us the courage to dig our heels in and wait. Everything in us wants to hold on to the side of the boat. Everything in us wants to get out as fast as we can. but peace is not found there, so please help us. Help us in our weakness. Help us in our frailty and our humanity to believe above all things that you are the ultimate warrior, protector, grace giver, life provider. We trust in you in Jesus' name. Amen.